0: The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. as everyone. We are live in the studio now. Thank you so much for joining us. We are here today with four guests. We have a whole team with us, so we're just going to go around the room and introduce everyone one by one. So first of all, we are here with
1: mariam Begum. Hello mariam Hello. and
2: also uh, Assalamu alaikum everyone it's Humaira. Hi Humaira, wa alaikum assalam. alaikum everyone it's Amina. Amina
0: Begum. Welcome Amina. And lastly, assalamu alaikum this is Shabna Shahid. Welcome. I love that you all gave your last names as well. I did not I feel a bit bad now. no I did not okay. as well. No, no it's so formal did. guys. It, mariam yeah, that's absolutely Did fine. You? Oh, great. <laughs> um, so the team we have here today are actually all family, which is so nice. And um, I know her Myra, obviously, we are friends and we go way back. And today we're talking about a business that she has started with her family members that includes her mum and her aunties. So I'm really excited to get into that. And before we go into that and into the show, I'm just going to quickly tell you all what the show is about. So Sisters Speak is a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinions on current events and issues and form discussions on general topics such as religion, culture, politics, social media, Islamophobia, etc. Please note that all opinion and views are our own and we respect all other opposing or similar views and opinions. Also, if you are listening live, I'm just going to tell you how you can tune into the show. We are on Facebook Live, we are also on inspirefm.org, the website, um, and we are on radio, which is inspire 105.1 FM. If you would like to get in touch, please feel free to text or WhatsApp us on zero triple seven nine four eight one eight two two and we are also you can give us a call, which is 01582481822. And lastly, we are Sister Speak, so we're on Instagram at Sister Speak. But yeah, let's just get into it now. We're going to start with our first segment of the show, which is Thought of the Week. Um, I'm not going to give my Thought of the Week yet because I want to hear everybody else's. So let's start with Homaira. So my Thought of the Week this week is that
3: they are rewriting Roald Dahl's books to make them more sort of appropriate is the word I'll use. Um, And yeah, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that, being an avid reader and someone who grew up reading his books. I'm not sure how I
0: feel about his words being rewritten. That's a really good thought of the week. So um, I also read World Al books when I was younger and I absolutely love them. I've seen this recently, so I think it's the publishing house that I've looked into changing it to make it more... um, What is the word you use? Appropriate. Appropriate. I think they're just trying to be... um, accommodating to the new generation i'm just thinking that you know if, the, if
3: that's the case then there's so much they'll have to rewrite things like friends who used a lot of probably jokes that aren't inappropriate that are considered inappropriate now or things like um, harry potter to make it more inclusive mm-hmm. uh, so i don't necessarily know how i feel about how he would feel if he was alive right now like if he had ri- spent all this time writing these books and getting them published and mm-hmm. Now his words are being taken away from him almost. So you don't see
0: it as a positive thing?
3: I see it as a positive in the sense where I can understand why some people might read his books and not feel like they're being included or... Mm but at the same time it was written during a time where it wasn't an issue yeah or maybe not seen as big of as of an issue now i think
0: i agree with you humaira because i think that books are a reflection of their time exactly and also like you said it sets a weird kind of precedent because if i was to write a book now how do i know in 100 years they're not going to start changing exactly. my book and that's supposed to be a reflection of, of the you. author's words not someone else's words exactly yes yeah, so i agree with that that's a really good thought of the week thank mm-hmm. you we need to get you on the show more often, Myra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for that. Amina, let's go to
2: you next. What is your thought of the week? Uh, my thought of the week, uh, well, it was my dad's death anniversary, actually. It was yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm, I might just leave that as my thought of the week. Um, just brings back a lot of memories. It was 11 years yesterday since my father left us. So, Yeah oh okay well
0: thank you so much for sharing that with us and yeah you did say you said it's 11 years yeah yeah it's
2: been 11 years yeah
0: is there anything that you guys do
2: as a family or anything
0: uh you know on some, yeah some-
2: we um every year uh we always go around to mom's uh my sister-in-law here she always cooks for us invites us right and just so we can all be together um just remember yeah. everything like you know that's really the, nice. Yeah, all the memories that we've got about him. So it's it's, it's nice. It's nice, but it's also very sad. Of course. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much again for sharing that with us. And on the mention of sister-in-law Shabna, uh, what is your thought of the week this week?
4: My thought of the week is to be honest, our Ummah, the people from Turkey and Syria who are going through so much devastation, losing our loved ones as well. Allah. I think it's going to be two weeks now. My uncle, my um, dad's sister's um, husband, but he was really close to us. And also, he was elderly. He passed at a time. He His life was beautiful. His death was beautiful as well. But my thought of the week is about those um, people who lose their loved ones very quickly without time to say goodbye, how they... Re- respond and how yeah. people who leave they go to Allah so it's the people who are left behind how they're able to cope and deal with this and yes when somebody dies at that moment we are there for them but we don't really think about how they're going on in their lives and how they are able to cope with that and I just think that my heart goes out to them because it must be very difficult. It is difficult for my auntie and my cousins even though they are aware that yeah, he's had a good life and a beautiful death as well. But what about the other ones who are just sudden death? I think it's it's more traumatizing for the people who are here who are are having to cope and struggle with their loss. So that's mainly what my Thought of the week is
0: yeah. Thank you so much again for sharing that, and hopefully, obviously, may Allah grant your family ears that are dealing with that death in their family. Oh, yeah. um, but oh, like yeah. you mentioned, with Turkey and Syria with the um, earthquake, they are such sudden deaths so you you don't know when it's going to happen. And I think mm. there was also like an aftershock or some yeah. kind of thing that happened recently, recently again. Yeah, so it's like even when they might have got over it or they're starting to rebuild. Things are still happening, so it, it is really traumatizing for them. I'm, it must be well. I can only imagine. We you know we're not there, so yeah. That's a really good thought of the week. Thank you yeah. for that again. And we did talk about that a few weeks ago on this radio show as well. And I think there is various like um, obviously there are various charities that you can donate to and try to help. There's loads of different things. And Mariam, who not this Mariam in the show, <laughs> but one of our team members on Sisters Speak did mention. Obviously, do your due, due diligence. I can't say that word properly but she said do your due diligence on check with your charities what they might need who's on the ground and so on just because if you feel that kind of like you mentioned you feel for them it is nice to kind of try and do something for them I know we all try to do something Um, so yeah that's a good notice when there's a devastation
4: across the world in a big way yes we are there for them I'm just thinking about like there's other there's been a lot of sudden deaths just yeah just in general as well so it's just certain things we think about we think about our life and but we and we just go on but we really don't think about death do we and we don't Mm -hmm. think about the hereafter and I just I think that's a big thing that I've been contemplating a lot
0: (laughs) yeah I think that is kind of ties in with something I think Mariam's going to mention but um Ramadan is approaching yeah. us so <laughs> I, I, it's okay I haven't stolen your thought of the week <laughs> but I knew you were going to say that so yeah Ramadan is approaching us and I think it's good for all of us to reflect I mean that's what Ramadan is for isn't it and that's so, yes. the month where we can kind of look at that and I will go to you now Mariam so you can lean in with this what I is was, your thought of I was of the just going
1: to say that um, my thought of the week is uh, getting ready for Ramadan sorry I've got really bad sore throat that's why I sound like that <laughs> oh, so yeah getting ready for Ramadan family time Fun time and yeah,
0: lots of. Okay, are you excited?
3: Really? Yes. Yes. It's so crazy how every year it comes around so quickly and it yeah. goes so quickly as well. It only feels like we just, you know, had Eid and now suddenly it's yeah, Ramadan again. Right. I mean, technically, if you're being technical, it
0: does come back quicker.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah right. you're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I am also looking forward to it. Um, thank you guys all so much for your thought of the week. And we can move on from this segment now. But yeah, it's really nice and good, great to hear your thoughts. I'm not going to have a thought of the week just because I don't need to have one. <laughs> I just think you four gave such amazing ones. So. That doesn't oh.
3: seem fair. I think we should put you on the spot. Yeah. No, don't do this. Um,
0: My thought of the week is... I think it would be support your friends where you can. Yeah, Um, yeah, I I would definitely say that. I mean, you don't know. It could be something huge. It could be something small, but it's nice to just be there for your friends. Um, That's my thought of the week. keep it short and sweet. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. So as I mentioned earlier, we have a team with us of four lovely ladies who have started a business and we are going to go into that more in the second half of the show. We will talk about the business is a care service. And um, yeah, we will talk about that But first of all, we're just going to have a nice first half of the show Getting to know everyone Um, So I'm not going to do, like I said, it's not an interview No interview style questions We're going to play, it's it's like a situation game we call it We do on the radio sometimes It's just to kind of see Because you kind of get surprised at people's um, answers So it's asking these completely random questions But seeing how you respond to them Okay, so let's start with this one so okay this is a good one this isn't even on the sheet i've just thought of this because we mentioned friends so imagine you have an appointment or a a gathering whatever it is that you're going to see your friend okay and they said meet me at 3 p.m so you're, you're ready at 3 p.m you're fully ready you know you've rearranged things in your day for this this isn't related to us by the way okay Definitely. but you've rearranged things in your day for this everything you're ready for 3 p.m now they've said okay no wait sorry i've got something going on uh, or i'm late uh running late for work or or my dad said i have to cut onions before i leave that's whatever it is right how long do you think is appropriate for them to keep you waiting, and I'm going to go to Mariam first. Could you, yes, Mariam, come on, go closer to the mic, please. How don't long? Mind.
1: Um, half an hour. I'll wait for half an
0: hour. So half an hour is a maximum. Yeah, max. Yeah. Okay, Hamira. Um,
3: I think it would be dependent on the reason.
1: Yes. Like
3: if it's a, a real emergency situation, then obviously I completely understand. If it's something like you know. Cutting the, cutting the onions then yes i say, agree with say
0: okay say this they don't give you a reason but they've just said oh I if
3: they don't give reply. me a reason the event is cancelled yeah <laughs> really no i'm joking um yeah half an hour is probably the max i would wait um unless obviously it's like an emergency emergency situation then obviously i'm very understanding and i would be you know i would wait around for my friends okay
0: uh amina be honest yeah. don't need to copy anyone well,
2: when when did this friend let, let me know uh, sadly, they only let you know 10 minutes after the appointment time. Oh, OK. Uh, again, yeah, I'd, I'd wait about half an hour and again what uh, Humara said. So what
0: happens after 30 minutes?
2: Oh, well, it depends. If it's an emergency, then I clearly understand. But if it's something as random as I need to cut the onions, then that's just... That's, that's you know, that could be done within, what five minutes okay, okay so and they're taking an hour they're taking an hour that's just you know if, if they just
4: it depends know, if yeah. you're cutting yeah. the onions because you do take a while and you need goggles
2: oh yes yeah yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah then i do completely understand because yeah i do take a long time to cut <laughs> onions um however yeah the the reason has to be genuine it has to it has to be something important for us to you know wait just around just wait around yeah. yeah um but yeah other than that half an hour and then after that i've got little kids i can't wait
4: around oh, I'm okay off. fair yeah, enough yeah you
2: are the turn up or you don't oh wow
0: i like that <laughs> yeah. it's
4: straight to the point shabna do you agree with everyone else uh, depending who the friend is
3: yeah i think that's really I important think
4: it, if this friend um he or no, sorry, continue. Yeah. Oh, sorry. If he or she, if this friend is always late and is known to, you know, cancel and bail, then I wouldn't wait around. But if genuinely, for example, if I knew that they are genuinely running late with kids, it is manic, so I can't understand. Half an hour, uh, if I'm good, then up to an hour. And if I would probably contact them and say... If you can't make it, we'll do another day.
0: Yes, yes. I think that's a good point. And I think more people need to be open to that. Like, okay, if you genuinely can't do it, let's rearrange. Yeah. But keeping someone waiting, and if they're ready, you know, they've left the house, everything. I think that's one of the worst things. Yeah. I hate it. Obviously, me and Humaira, we are looking at each other because we're friends. <laughs> so we have these situations often. Quite a lot. Yeah. But I think we have an understanding. Like, we know when it's, a genuine excuse. Yes, definitely. We, we know when you just can't be asked, and it's like, just forget it. We'll cancel the
3: whole thing. And we're really good yeah. with communication. I think that's the we important. definitely let each other know, like, I'm running five
0: minutes late. I'm, yes. I've left. Yeah. I'm putting my shoes on now. We do that a lot. Yeah. So I think that's the very important part. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've not even let that person know and it's past the time, that's when it starts to get annoying. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Let's move on to another question. Um, I did tell you, Mariam's laughing. I did <laughs> tell you they're completely random. they just, you know... Okay, this is an easy one. So, would you rather have... Okay, I'm going to get to Amina. Okay, uh, would you rather have donuts for the rest of your life or donut kebab for the rest of your
2: life? Oh, my God, oh the people out there, who, whoever knows me will know the answer to that. Um, <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't have either, to be honest. Cause no, I'll you have <laughs> to choose. You have to choose. Oh, okay, then it'll probably be uh, donut kebab because, yeah... She did not have to
3: think about that decision. <laughs> she knew exactly what she was going to choose. You know, and people
2: out there that know me, they, they're probably screaming out, you know, <laughs> listening on the radio, you know, answering that question uh, <laughs> for me. But yeah. Yeah, Donna kebab it is. Okay. Yeah. And Myra? I definitely agree. Donna kebab. I don't have a sweet tooth
3: anyway, so I'll always go for a savoury meal over a sweet meal anyway. Yeah.
0: Mariam? doner kebab. Shabna? Yes. Donuts. Donuts I knew she donuts. was gonna surprise us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I so
4: you you like, like
0: sugar your too. sweet
4: stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like the fresh ones with the sugar ones, but oh, they yeah, the warm the, ones. Yeah, warm donuts are good. Like yeah, you find in the beaches and stuff, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'll have that. Donut kebab. I'm not a very fa- big fan of that. I'd rather go for the donuts, the ones. Okay. Sugar. Okay. Um, but I don't like the ones that is re- like all messed up with those sugars and stuff. Okay. You like a fresh, good donut from like, the beach side. Mm. Yes, yes, I get Did it. Did I just repeat myself and say sugar? You mean those syrups? I don't like those syrups. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I understand.
4: Like the glazed donut or. A yeah. like crispy cream. Oh, no. I like a crispy cream, the original one, but I don't <laughs> like the other stuff, right? The, with the toppings I just okay.
0: I'm, I'm plain and simple <laughs> nice well yeah that was surprising actually um, I don't have a sweet tooth either I've never been that kind of person I don't understand the concept of going out just for dessert mm-hmm. even that surprises me uh, so I think I'd probably pick doner kebab too okay um, then we have oh gosh I'm not even going to ask this one go easy on us okay this is a nice one would you rather I want to start with Mariam Would you rather speak to animals, so have the ability to be able to speak to animals, or have the ability to speak ten foreign languages?
1: Animals, no. I'm really scared of animals, even cats.
0: But no, but imagine if you can speak to them. Speak to them. Then you don't have to be scared of them.
1: No, but still. No. I'll I'll learn languages.
0: Ten languages. Yep. okay. I'll try. Yeah, no, no, this isn't like a magic thing. Like you, Oh, okay. Yeah. You no, get languages, I'll okay. Go with 10 languages. languages.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's a no for me. Oh, yes. okay.
2: Amina? Um, yeah, I, I definitely go with uh, languages. Why, really, guys? Yeah, why? I would want to speak with animals. Um, <laughs> I don't like animals. Um, yeah, my, well, well, am I allowed to say that? I do. I do no, like no, animals, fine. but yeah. yeah, I'm scared of them. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. scared of many of them. Um, but yeah.
0: No, I but mean, like, what if it's a pigeon in, in your. In your garden, you can be like move, and it'll understand you. <laughs> um, that nah, still, but that.
2: you know, having the ability to speak so many different languages—what well, are we going to do with these ten languages? That yeah, but it would skill make skill you
3: so universal. Yeah, and just yeah. And we're we're bilingual. I would I would love to be like speak another language. Like be ten yeah. languages. What's, what's, what would ten languages It's still it's still bilingual. But is it really bilingual? Is like two or more. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Imagine yeah. being able to speak like Chinese or uh, ma- Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah. Um, oh, I would. I would love to learn. Oh, my answer is also. I would. I, I, I would like to do. 10 <laughs> I would love to be able to speak Arabic. Okay. Uh, so when you're reading the Quran, like to be able to understand what I'm reading. True, yes, um, true. that's definitely a
2: beautiful language. I think yeah.
3: it's such a beautiful language. So yeah, definitely the languages. Oh.
0: Shavna, you going to surprise us again. I'd rather speak to animals. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. I Not love really, it. It's a really to a new distance stream. Clearly we don't. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, but we can learn how to speak different ten languages. languages. Yeah, yeah. If we try, we can. Because we can, we've can. we got so much opportunities to learn and people we really want to learn a different language, we can, we can learn 10 languages. But with animals, that's different. Exactly. Yeah. I think
3: she says that because... Shabna has the brain power to be able to do that. But okay. I don't think <laughs> I would, which is why I would like to be 10 No, it's about consistency.
4: Languages. It's not about having the pre- brain power, I think. Um, because personally, I do struggle um, to do certain things. But um, I've realized that even if it's a little bit and you're consistent on and yeah. something... Then you are able to accomplish something. That is true. And um, I'm just talking about myself. I, I have been trying to um, learn the Konnani la- language, and in the beginning, I didn't understand anything. So while I, for the past two and three years, while I've been doing it, I do know a few things, but it's not because. I'm good at it. or I've got the brain power. It's because I've been doing it on a regular.
0: Okay, that's yes. what I think. That's but little really by little. That's really good. So, to but know.
4: talking with animals. Ooh.
0: <laughs> exactly. I think I would also pick talking with animals just because, just to have the ability to do something that no one else can. I think that's that's really exciting for me. Okay, um, I think we have time for probably another question. Um, Homaira, you can start with this um, to answer this one. Would you rather? climb the highest mountain, like have the ability to climb the highest mountain or swim the deepest seas and the oceans. Oh, mm. That that's a really difficult one.
3: Um probably climb the highest mountain only because imagine the view from from the top. I think that would be amazing. Okay. okay. And the pictures that we could take up there definitely. Uh Shabna
0: what was the question again? Okay. So, would you rather have the ability to climb the highest of mountains or swim the deepest of
4: seas? So, I can't swim yeah. and I'm scared of heights. So, okay. can I stay in the middle? Oh, you'd pick nothing, basically. No, okay, then I'll, I'll, I'll climb the mountain. Really? Why? Because I can't swim.
0: No, but in this scenario, like you, you can. you've got all the abilities in the world.
4: Then I'll swim okay why <laughs> because I don't know how to do oh, okay. it okay
0: I think I would pick swim as well because I feel like swimming is like you know something so scary and no one can go down to the deepest of dot, like yeah. ocean right yeah. so if you have the ability I feel like that's something I would and I, you know I can't really swim but you isn't don't. that
3: something that can be done like scuba diving, scuba, diving. scuba diving if I could get the words yeah. out
0: no, but then same with mountain, because I have climbed a mountain before, so I feel like I've like seen it now, I'm like, yeah. Because so, uh, you've done that Yeah, year. I know, I know. And swimming is scary to me, it's very daunting, I think, to go and... So why would you want to go all the way to no, the deep end Because if ski, you have this ability in this game, you, you know... Okay, Yeah. fair
2: enough. Amina? Um Yeah, I think I'd uh, like to swim as well, because I love it, I love swimming, Good. my kids love it, and every time we go on holiday, we're forever in the pool, so yeah swimming in one. being able to yes. go as deep i love
0: that yeah. mariam i will
1: probably do both
2: oh, no, you can't
4: you can't Why? choose both
0: <laughs> in this game sorry <laughs> maybe swim as well maybe yeah you guys <laughs> oh yeah with the rest of the team <laughs> we'll see you down yeah, there Yeah,
1: that's it yeah.
0: oh lovely okay and we've still got some time so i'm gonna do another one um actually this is one we did last week so I'm going to ask you guys. it's not on the sheet again um, this one is okay so for example it's a scenario and you're in a shop and there's a child so under the age of 10 and they've stolen something and now you've seen them do it so what do you do in that situation are you the type do you feel like oh, I'm just going to leave it like mind my business carry on leave the shop or are you like no I'm going to tell the shopkeeper that someone has that kid has stolen something who wants to go first
2: Oh, that's really sad to um Even imagine. tell on that little child. Um uh, I don't know, I'll probably just let him go. Him, her, whoever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously every child needs to know what's right and what's wrong and they shouldn't have to go and steal yeah the, of course, anything, yeah. shoplift. Um but I probably will let the just, child just go. Just leave it, carry yeah, on about the day. I'll just pretend like <coughs> I didn't see it and just let okay. it go for my head. Okay, okay, and um,
0: I'll
1: probably pay for him. I'll take him in the corner. Okay, yeah, they, that's, that's, that's not an option. that's oh, not that's an option. Not
0: option. Yeah, you oh, can, they've looked at you, uh-huh. and you either. So yeah, you I'll
1: probably let the
0: child go. You ignore yeah. them. Why? So, okay. I don't know. It, <laughs> you can not tell cute, who the mum's are. like they're cute. If they're not a cute child, like, that's um, not a factor. Okay. <laughs> you can tell who the moms are in the room. <laughs> yeah, that's quite nice actually. So, myra, since you're not a mother.
3: I, I don't think I would tell on the child but I do think I would maybe like hint to the mum that I think he might there is no th- mum he's by why is the child by the himself child, yeah. I don't know
0: it's a scenario
3: um <laughs> god I think everyone's going to hate me I think I would tell the person
4: don't worry no 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 I, I think I would let the child go so I
0: would just tell Shabna would you like to say your
4: I'd let the child go but then I'll go to the man and pay for it <laughs> oh just that's give a little extra yeah. so it feels yeah. like you. yeah, yeah so he's best. bought it so I'll say oh. to the man oh by the way I bought that for him, for him. you guys are so, so sweet that. I think though it's, yeah. it's quite a bad
3: impression to give, yeah. give children to think that oh yeah. someone's yes. seen me and I can still get away with yeah. it so that's the yeah. point
0: that was raised last week because at first I was like I don't want to get involved yeah. in anything I'm just here to buy my thing and go right um, but then someone mentioned it it was Mariam again You <laughs> she was like the child's seen you and those that you've let them get away yeah. with it essentially, they now have, they'll remember that you allowed them. Exactly. So I think that was kind and of. And it's the almost point. like a
3: conditioning thing where they had bad behavior that was rewarded with something good. Exactly. So they'll associate that good reward with the bad behavior. This is my psychology background coming I out. Um,
0: okay, we've so, got yeah. 19 seconds. But thank okay. you so much, um I actually want to touch on that in the second half because that was really interesting. But anyway, thank you guys so much for the first half of the show. We will be continuing the second half where we will go into a bit more about your business that you four have started. And inshallah, we'll find out more. So please join us. alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.
3: Asalaamu Alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz and you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast.
0: as and welcome back to Sister Speak. Now we are on a live show with a team. I'm just going to get you guys to introduce yourselves again. This is a group of ladies who have created a new business. So I'm here with...
1: Uh, my name is Mariam.
0: And also... Homaira. Amina. Shabna. Thank you guys. And obviously myself, Sonia, I'm hosting today's show. And our show is about the business that they have created. It's called Gentle Hands Care Services. And it is a new care service in our community. Um, We're just going to talk a little bit to the team that has created and launched the business. Um, Before we begin, I'm just going to let you guys know how you can tune in. We are Inspire 105.1 FM, which is on radio. We're also online, inspirefm.org. And we're on Facebook Live. If you do want to get in touch, you can get in touch with us on Instagram. That's access to speak. You can also text or WhatsApp us on 0779 481822. So, yeah, please do listen in and give us your ideas or thoughts or listen back because we will be on Spotify and. On the podcast app as well, um, but yes, the first half of the show we were just getting to know the team a little bit, um, and now the second half we're going to delve into some questions uh, to talk a little bit about their business idea. And um, before I go into that, we're going to talk about the care services in general. Um, so I had found a statistic online that said the charity Age UK unveiled new research showing that the number of older people in England with some level of unmet needs now stands at 1.5 million. And that was in 2019. So I can only presume that in the past three years that has probably grown as well. And this does not mean that one in seven, that's 15% of the entire 65 plus population, were struggling without the help that they depended on. This could be to carry out essential everyday tasks, such as getting out of bed, going to the toilet, washing or getting dressed. Um, I want you to obviously look at the statistics for South Asians and Muslims because that is what our background is. Um, But that was difficult to find. I think looking at our own community, we can say that from our own point of view, especially my own point of view, it is sometimes harder to get care for elderly people in our community. And that can be for various reasons. And this could be family members not wanting to get outside care or knowing that family members or not even knowing that your family member requires care not acknowledging that they require care um, it could also be that outsourced care does not align with your own personal values for example religion and lastly of course there could also be a language barrier which we would know with the elders in our community Um so with that background obviously i have met with you guys which is gentle hands care services um it's a business that you guys have created and a care service we will go into that but before we do I just kind of want some background um from all of you just to see kind of where is your background in care from uh so can we start with Homaira
3: um yeah sure so firstly all those statistics that you just read out even though we knew them from starting the business it's still just so crazy hearing you say them out loud um but As a team, as a group of four people, we have worked for the NHS or in healthcare for several years. I think combined, we have a total of almost 50 years of experience. Um, that's obviously combined yeah, yeah. um that's a lot, really. so even at my, as me myself I currently work for the NHS as a health coach so I work mainly with um within the mental health field at the moment so I work with a lot of patients that suffer with conditions such as depression anxiety stress low mood low motivation and they're just to name a few so um I fell into this role pretty much straight after uni um straight after I graduated I graduated in psychology and I fell straight into this role um which is always what I wanted to do um the mental health field has always been something that I was so interested in and I feel so grateful that I'm able to really make a difference in people's lives and I think in general that's what healthcare is making a difference in someone's life
0: yeah um so yeah wow thank you for that and just to touch on that you mentioned you did psychology at uni um do you think that kind of helps you when you in the field
3: that you're in now oh 100 it helps me in my current job um but it also helped me set up this business it just gives you a better understanding of people and people's mindsets and just the knowledge behind that was what really helped me when it came to starting this business so
0: yeah definitely okay thank you so much and we go to amina next um would you like to talk a little bit about your background in care
2: um, I've been, um, in the NHS, uh, well, working with the NHS for about 15 years. I'm not working currently. I left to have my children and just focus on my kids and so on. Uh, but yeah, when I, when I was working, I worked, um, as I said, for about 15 years, uh, but I worked in more or less every single field out there. Um, sorry, you can't hear me. That's so okay. yeah, uh, so yeah, I work from working with newborn babies all the way to working with the elderly. So yeah, so I've got experience more or less in every field out there. Currently, besides obviously setting up gent- Gentle Hands with my family here. Um, my main form of care is taking care of my kids at home between the ages of seven and two. So you can imagine how full my hands are. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I feel like that must, this might be the hardest part of your career. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. but I I do have a very supportive husband at home. Um, So yeah, so I think if if, the, if it does go far, it'll be because he's there supporting me. So That is so yeah. nice to hear. Um, so it's good to know that you guys do have support
0: around you because I yeah, can imagine so, yeah. starting a business is not easy. Like, that's literally an understatement. It oh, must no. have been so many hoops that you had to jump through. Um, but we will go through that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, I just want to touch on, you said you were obviously in the care industry for like 15 years yep. now. So you must have started at a really young
2: yes, age. Yes, I did. Um, I actually started working at the age of 16. Wow. Now, that wasn't a full-time job. Um, whilst I was in college, um, I used to work part-time at a doctor's surgery. And I, wo- I, I want to give all my credit out to the doctor's surgery that I worked um, for because I built probably all my confidence by working for them. Wow. Uh, I gained experience, liaising with other hospitals and other professionals. Um, I I, must, I picked everything out, for, uh, p- picked everything up from them and um, that's when I knew that actually I do have a lot that I can offer um, so when I left college I realised that actually I want to move on, try different things out and just you know selling yeah. something and then I ended my career working at the l and I worked in maternity which I absolutely loved I absolutely loved that um, my job and I'd go back there any day uh, but obviously you know my children come first yeah. and um, yeah <laughs> my main focus right now is my children besides yeah. gentle hands. Wow okay yeah. that is an amazing background and I think we will talk
0: about this but obviously that will come in handy when it comes to your own business because yeah. you've got such a wealth of experience and yeah. knowledge yeah. and you still have because looking after kids obviously yeah. Yes. Is yeah, probably the that. hardest of them all. Full time <coughs> job, exactly. <Yeah. coughs> Thank you. And Shabna, I just want to touch upon as well the background in care.
4: Um well my back first of all I was working as a teaching assistant in an all independent girls' school. Actually previous to that I had worked in many places in schools on a voluntary basis. But to be I wanted to change from that since I was working with children from the age of 16 to 21. But my cousin, actually I'll have to give credit to her, Sultana, she's the one who encouraged me to change to the NHS and she did support me to do my application and everything and from there I started off humbly as a receptionist. Then um, from there I became a feel-safe manager and um, I am then I qualified as a diabetic retinopathy. Wow. So um, I worked in the ITU alongside the matron, which was quite uh, intense, but gained a lot of experience doing that.
0: Wow. I do feel like, again, you have such a wealth of experience. And it's like different fields as well, I would say. Quite a few different fields.
4: Yes. Wow. But summing it up, it's all care, whether it's children or adults. Yeah. There was always something. There was always something. You're yeah. caring for children in one way, but you're caring for adults in another.
1: Yeah,
0: but it's still care. It's of still course. care. Yeah. And Marion, last but not least.
1: Okay, well, I've been working, at, well, I'm working at the surgery, at my, so GP surgery um, and has been working for the last 20 years. Um, I love my job and I love serving the community.
0: Oh, that's yeah. such a nice answer. <laughs> and honestly, Marion, this is so weird, but I have a work colleague, and she was like to me, oh, um, she just recognised you straight away. It's crazy. She was like, oh, I know that woman. She's from the... She loves you. She's, yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy because I was like, how? What? Then I was just, that's it. You're a regular face in the community that people know and trust. Yeah. Everyone
2: yeah. knows her. Aww. And they always mistaken me for her. And they'll stop me and they'll be like, are you oh, how? Oh, by the way, I wanted an appointment. And i would be like... I'm not her. Uh, oh. She's uh, twenty years older than me. Okay. Like, you know, how, how, you, how did you get that mistaken?
3: For me? <laughs> and, and now it happens with me as her daughter. I get that a lot as well. Um, I either get are you my room's daughter I'm or popular one.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mariam's <laughs> the
3: famous
0: one. Yeah, yeah from the bunch. Yeah, yeah. She
2: seems very quiet now, but she's not. She's very loud. loud <laughs> yeah, and she's blaming her sore throat, <laughs> but that's not the real case yet. Oh,
0: we yeah. might have to have another show with Mariam yeah. Yeah, when Lisa. she's feeling 100% <laughs> she herself. Her, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We get the <clears throat> real Mariam out. <laughs> but thank you guys so much. I think um you definitely touched upon the family setting professional settings work home maybe voluntary positions and it's very clear that you guys all came from kind of a background in care it's something you're passionate about you and, and so that kind of it already makes sense how this has probably come together yeah. Yeah. um so i'm gonna kind of skip the next question just because even it's already 6 40 guys like i'm yeah. telling you time's yeah. flying um yeah. i just want to know what is the business so is that Homero, would you yeah, like of to of course. so
3: um like you said we're all family it's a family-run business and the way you really got set up was because of the fact that we all had such a background in the nhs and within healthcare that we wanted to give back to the community like you mentioned earlier there's barely any statistics with South Asian within the South Asian community and that's because there's not a lot of care provided to them um, like you said about language barrier, like you said about not really acknowledging that sometimes your your family members, your loved ones, your parents need the care and that's what we really wanted to target um, we provide home care, we, we're we a domiciliary care agency, we're registered with the CQC but more importantly we want to treat these people with respect like they're our family we want to bring them into our family um, and we, yeah and that's sort of really where we started, that's what the business is to the ground point um and we work with all types of patients whether that be people with physical disabilities learning disabilities um elderly and the frail is is one of our most common um one of the most common um area that we target um and yeah we just we just want to provide them care from the comfort of their own home as they're becoming
0: more frail and they're becoming more vulnerable okay thank you and so just to touch it's not only for elderly people no no not at all it's not only for elderly people
3: it's for people for anybody who's vulnerable for anybody that needs that support like i said we work with people that have physical disabilities that are very young um you know in their 20s even we work with people that have learning difficulties um people with autism there's so many conditions and so many um diagnoses out there that people don't think you need care for but in reality you do and that's the stereotype that i think is around care it's for people that are bedbound or housebound as as we would say in, in the industry in, in the NHS people who are housebound and that's not the case it's for anyone who needs support it might even be for people that are really lonely and don't have that companionship don't have that friendship don't have family that are around them it's for people like that as okay, well Okay,
0: yeah okay thank you for that so just to touch again and uh, Amina you can chip in here if you want do you would you say that it it can be sometimes simple things that you're assisting with as well. well I put simple in quotation marks. What well, we might see as simple, but someone else doesn't see. Okay. Anyone? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think um,
3: yeah. people sometimes mistake care for it to be help with bathing, help with hygiene, yeah. help with medica- medication. That's, that's not even what all we do. It might even just be something as simple as making them a cup of tea and sitting down and having a conversation with them. We find that, that's really what people want it's companionship it's friendship and then assisting with the other tasks like the
0: personal hygiene is just yes. an added bonus. Okay. Okay. Um so I can see that it's quite a variety of things in Definitely. care service and that's probably why you kept a kind of an open name.
1: Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And does anybody want to talk about the name? How it came about? Sure. Um
3: well Amina actually became came up with the name. Okay. <laughs> Amina.
2: Did you come up with the name? Yeah, I think we had loads um in the pipeline, didn't we? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah and then we finally finalised on Gentle Hands and yeah I think it came to a point where we were like right that's it that's it I I basically drew the line and I was like that's it it's going to be Gentle Hands and Oh. That's what we're going to name our company. Here, yeah. to um, be fair, it's a
3: perfect fit. You know, what more could you want from a company besides that is providing care besides gentle? You hands? want it to be gentle, exactly. exactly.
0: Thank you. Um, so, this is for everyone, really, because you are all family, of course. Um, so, what is it like working with family, um, Shabna? <laughs> let's go to you, first. Oh, What why could, are you telling
4: me?
2: More?
4: What a question. <laughs> um, I think. We are aware of each other's strengths as well as weakness and we are able to accommodate each other and it enables us to work as a team to deliver the best because when we, we know it's just one of those things that we don't have to sometimes verbally say. Or we can't do certain things yeah. and when I can't do certain things someone else will step up and do it or it's the other way around when somebody can't say do something they're able to freely say that I, c- I can't do this okay. Whenever there's a, when you go to another job despite anything you have to fulfill that duty yeah. and job regardless <laughs> sorry about That's
0: that okay yeah
4: but yeah um, here at least we've got we're comfortable with each other to be able to um, confide in each other and say oh okay I can't do this you do it or we can even step up and say we know this person is not comfortable with doing certain things then I'll do it without even having to have that
0: conversation so would you say it's a benefit because you already know
4: what
2: you your strengths and weaknesses
0: are yeah yeah yeah.
2: yeah well, yeah, so me and Shabna, um, obviously, we're full-time mums. We've got little kids, but all of them, they're full-time school now. So we get we cover all the morning hours, all the afternoon hours. And then once these lot come back in the evening, we're busy with our kids. They're back from school. And then these lot step in, they, they take over. So we've got a really good uh, routine here. So, yeah, it just fits in well. Working with family, are definitely thumbs up. Oh, all that's the way. so good yeah. to yeah. hear. I mean, and yeah, it just strengthen, strengthen strengthens our bond, our hasn't it? Yeah, our relationship, yeah. Um, cause yeah we, but we
1: didn't have one. Well, Yeah, (laughs) not
2: not that we didn't have one. No, we were all very, very close. But with our busy lifestyles, like, you know, we've all got our responsibilities. We're busy with our kids. They're busy with work. We hardly used to see each other. Um, But since Gentle Hands was born, like, you know, we see each other more every week. You know, we have a meeting. What can we do next? Uh, What what else can we do? And so on. And obviously we go into work more or less two to three times a week to obviously start getting things together and so on. So, yeah, we get to see each other more. Um, And yeah, it's definitely... Definitely a thumbs up. That's yeah, really good. Yeah. The the only thing we probably argue about is food
3: and who's gonna be ordering food for the week. Yeah. Or we <laughs> lunch <have>
2: food. <laughs> Sorry.
3: Yeah. yeah, so it's it's lunch is probably the only thing we argue about. Oh, okay. it's the
2: first thing we go and discuss, but then we never get to eat it on time. By the time we eat it, we're so busy working, um yeah. it's cold
0: yeah. and then we oh, can't enjoy it. Yeah. It's good to know that work takes the priority. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, We're hard because workers, that, yeah. We no, give food. food Yeah. So do you think that there's ever an element of your family, so you want to spend family time, and how is that going to be, you know, now you've got business as well, so that's business time. Like, do you think they all are just all in one, or do you sometimes want to keep it separate as well?
1: Separate, definitely.
0: Marion, would you like to go that and tell us? We
1: Okay, we've, I think
0: so.
3: Sorry, sorry yeah. we've um, really established that boundary, so we're able to keep family as family and yeah. and work as work when we're at work when we're in that gentle hands mindset we're no longer in that mindset of oh this is my mum this is my auntie yeah, yeah. it's you know this is my colleague this is the person I'm working with it's no longer that family environment we have that respect of family like I would I would never you know raise my voice or or shout at them but it's still a case of there's a job yeah. to get done we need to get that job done I mean you shouldn't really
0: raise your voice or shout any exactly. colleagues I, mean, yeah, I want to make that clear guys some bosses on the other hand yeah no let's I'm make joking. that very clear because obviously we all have worked we've worked yeah. in places and we're all adults right so yeah exactly shouldn't there's no that. need for it yeah yeah and amina or shabna we're you gonna say something again along that line like family time business time trying to keep the two separate or amalgamate them together well,
4: i think i was gonna say that we have been able to s- see each other work professionally as well as personally so yeah. there was another side when you don't work with someone professionally you don't see them at that side. Yeah. You don't know. With family, we just think them as family. We don't see mm-hmm. what they actually are capable of yeah. doing. So, so when okay. you work professionally, you are know the abilities, the external mm-hmm. abilities to do certain things. So <coughs> Sorry. instead of being at home cooking and cleaning, you're able to actually yeah. make a business as well, so that's something really
0: different. Just like some seeing a different side of you, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually work with my sister at the moment, and I remember genuinely the first week that she came in because i worked there first and she came into the office i was like i didn't know you're capable of all of this you know she does simple things like emails i'm like oh you know about that and it's just like yeah Dad. i'm like sorry we never see that side of each other because when will you ever have to exactly. interact in that way so obviously something different for you guys to see this business side of each other now instead so you all said very positive things about working with family
4: yeah. with them um, family i think we always underestimate them we think mm. other people can do certain things better than your own family does but then with us we are able to see that we are we are capable of doing certain things that outside people probably can't yeah. do as well as you can but as i said with family we just I think we take it for granted, family.
0: I think you're right. We definitely do have a bit of underestimating there because you don't see your family in that way. You're just used to seeing them in one setting, doing one thing, whether that it's, like you mentioned earlier, cooking or or just household things when you go out for a meal or something. You don't actually have that sit-down, talk-about-business side Mm -hmm. of things. So it must be nice to have that now with each other
2: no, is definitely not. I
0: think there's a bit of a stigma around working with
3: your family like people say you shouldn't mix business with, with pleasure or business <laughs> with family but that was definitely not the case with us I think if anything it, it, it's the complete opposite
0: um, so yeah Okay, thank you. Um, I'm going to just ask a question now that is kind of uh, more about the actual business. Um, obviously, we mentioned that elderly people in our community, and I'm saying this from my completely my own opinion because um, my grandmother is someone that actually has care, um, external care, you could call it, and um, it is something that I guess was a topic, a conversation in the household. It wasn't just a simple Let's just get care. It was a whole conversation around it. Because um, I think there is always, a, I guess, a stigma as well. Like, why would you get outside care for your own family member? Why would you ever do that? People say, that's what you're there for. Cousins, aunties, kids, nephews, nieces, whatever it is, grandchildren, daughters, sons, that's what they are there for. But obviously, sometimes there are situations where you may need external care. So what would you guys say to people that believe that, in our community, the elderly people don't need uh, external or outsourced care.
3: I think, again, it's it's like how you said, um, especially within our community, we assume that the family member or you know, sons, daughters, grandchildren, daughter-in-laws, son-in-laws will, will take on that role. And a lot of the time they do. That's one great thing about our community. We definitely do take on that role. Um, but the thing is, is we can't provide specialist care. We're not trained in specialist care. Even even though it's a case where we want to step in and we want to do it sometimes we can't do it to the best of our ability sometimes we do need that break you know we need that time to step back and sort of get a breather ourselves sometimes it can become a thing where our parents are now a job our grandparents are now a job and we don't want it to ever be like that we still want that relationship with them we don't want our parents grandparents the elderly in our in our families to feel like they're burdens um And that's sort of where our sort of real mindset came from. That's where this business grew from. It was from the fact that we wanted to go into these people's homes and make them feel like they're still family. We wanted to get rid of that stigma, like you
0: said. That's a really nice answer. Thank you, Myra. And
2: does anyone else want to touch on that? Okay. I mean, I can well, see you yeah. No, th- there's no shame. I just want to say to the people out there, there's no shame in going and asking for help. Um, if the support is out there, if there is companies out there that are willing really, that will really provide this care, there's no shame in going and asking for it. At the end of the day, it gives you more of a chance to sit with your loved ones, have a have a nice cup of tea with them, and have a conversation. Something yeah. as simple as that. But as Farah said, because if you're having to care for your loved ones, it, it turns out to be like a job um, and you don't want it to be you know build memories with your loved ones you know if there's companies out there that will take over the care let them do it there's no shame in asking for help Um, your parents your loved ones are entitled to it yeah you're entitled to it yeah so just just go don't feel embarrassed about it don't feel uh, guilty about it Um, yes it's your job you're going to be there all the time anyway 24 7 Uh, but here and there one two hours break there's no shame in asking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, you should yeah. look into it, yeah. I like what you
0: said there. You said yeah. they're entitled to it and you're entitled to it. Yeah. Because they actually deserve to have that exactly. as well. Because we're seeing it from our point of view, like, okay, maybe we don't want the care. But they also deserve to see their child as their child. Exactly. And not just someone who yeah. just takes care of them now yeah. anymore. Mm. So, yeah. And,
2: yeah, you know, sometimes they don't want to uh, become a burden on the children yes it's our duty to um, they've brought us up they've you know taken care of us our whole entire lives now the tables have turned it's down to us to look after them but our parents they don't the bottom line is they don't want that they don't want to be a burden on us and there's certain things that they need doing but they won't probably ask us for it because they think oh you know she's worked all day now she's come home and I can't ask her to do yeah. this for me and do that for me so they won't ask whereas if someone from the outside is coming in and doing that you know they'll be able to decline the you know the care um, will be able to ask the carer can you do this for me can you do that yeah. for me and so on so yeah I think that's a really good point you mentioned yeah. I get I, I totally agree
0: as well I think for the parent or the whoever it is needing care it change, they don't want to change the relationship they have with you either yeah. so that's why outsourced care can be really important but yeah thank you for that it's such a good point you mentioned i didn't even think of that and now when i really think about it i mean again from my perspective again thinking of like my grandmother who uh, come from a bangladeshi background if she was in bangladesh it's a very very different scenario because you have so many family members left with you and you actually usually do have external help and care Mm -hmm. and it's very normalised it's Mm -hmm. very normal Mm -hmm. so I think that is maybe a step that in this country or in our communities in this country and this town that people have steps that they have to take yeah Um, we are coming towards kind of the end of the show Um, any final comments from yourselves Myra
3: um no we just we just want to say thank you for having us on thank you for giving okay. us the opportunity to speak about how important it is for the people of our community to get care and to know what care is and to know what's out there for them so yeah. thank you to well, you thank
0: you guys thank you so much to the team from Gentle Hands Care Services Limited so lovely that we have these four women on the show that have created this business and inshallah it will be a great success thank you. thank and you'll you carry you on so to do great you. Things. thank you Sonia that's alright and guys I will give you all the link like I said Inspire FM Luton where you can and tune in and listen in again afterwards. And thank you. See you next week, guys. Assalamualaikum. As-salamu Assalamualaikum.
4: Thank you for listening to our podcast.
0: Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and
4: follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefm Luton.